again in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord until I die. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever the case may be where you are, yes, you're at the right place, and this is the right time and the right message. Welcome to our podcast. This is a method in which we choose to deliver the Word of God to you this day and this hour to try to reach the masses. This is IntoHisWord.com. Stay IntoHisWord.com. Stay.com into his word.com interesting part about it is spelled uniquely the spelling is i n n t o his word.com all one word i n n because if you stay into him he'll stay into you praise god hallelujah do you believe that i'm talking to a group of people that i know believe it and if you're on the fence And if you're not sure whether or not you believe it, then taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Try him out for a while. See if he won't help you through life. See if he won't change your way of thinking. See if he won't deliver you. See if he won't help you. Oh, hold on. I'm, I'm getting started, getting warmed up here. I'm excited about today. I'm excited about this message. Hallelujah. So uh, so let us pray because, you know, God is going to come back and he's looking for a church without spot spot or blemish. He's looking for a group of group of people because the people are the church, not the physical building. So he's looking for a group of people that's willing to serve him, worship him, praise him in truth and in spirit. That's why the Bible tells us in the book of John, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Lord, I ask you to open our hearts and our minds as we get into your word today. In Jesus name. Amen. So how do you worship the Lord in spirit and in truth? Hallelujah. Well, those are the words of, uh, of the Bible. Those are words of Jesus Christ. Those are words that are written in the word of God. And the Bible tells us that these things was written for our instructions, for our admonition, for our guidance to help us through life. Hallelujah. Just paraphrasing. So the, these words are written to help us, but it's up to us to grasp a hold of these words. I've said it before. I'll say it again. And I'll probably say it again and again on different messages because I do feel what I'm about to say is so vitally important. And what I'm going to say is this. You have your Webster's Dictionary. You have your Britannica Encyclopedia, your World Book Encyclopedia, whatever you use for reference material. Hallelujah to understand words, a dictionary, because we all don't know what the words mean. We don't know what every word means. So we need to go to another source. Amen. As a kid growing up and even as an adult, I still use a dictionary. I have more than one 
I have biblical dictionaries. I have strong concordance encyclopedias. Hallelujah. I have two or three different English versions of the dictionary, meaning easily to read English letters, words. Hallelujah. Greek and Hebrew dictionaries. We need dictionaries to help us to understand words and especially biblical words with biblical meanings. Hallelujah. So, uh, as we once said already, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. And them that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, the way you get in worship him in spirit is you have to get into the spirit. But the word which was made flesh and dwelt among us, hallelujah, is the spirit. Hallelujah. So that has to get in to you. And once that gets into you, then you can worship him in spirit. Now, we do get a certain level of worship. Hallelujah. But that's just worshiping and praising God and, and feeling good in your soul and in your body. And I would almost like to compare that to the excitement that a lot of you get when you have your famous or favorite uh, event taking place and you feel that excitement. But the excitement that I'm talking about is far, far beyond the excitement that you may feel in a secular, in a carnal situation. This excitement is able to save your soul. This excitement is able to deliver you from all sorts of sin. And that's what I'm talking about. Worship him in the spirit. And once you worship in the spirit, hallelujah, you're at a whole nother level. Nothing else matters. It's as if you just disappear and, and you're just one on one with God. Now, those of you that have experienced what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. You know how it felt. You know that nothing else mattered. It could have been a thousand people around you. It could have been 200 people. But it was like a special door opened just for you. And you're in there worshiping with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's almost as if you were in the holies of holies. Hallelujah. You've entered into the outer courts. You've entered past the uh, the uh, the labor of water and you went past the um, the altar. Hallelujah of sacrifice. And you've entered in. Hallelujah. Into the holies of holies. And now you're there one on one with God, just worshiping, just praising him with your eyes closed. And hallelujah. You're starting to feel the glory of God. Fill your soul and fill your mind and fill your body. And once you start to feel all that, you're just in a whole heavenly realm. That's what I'm talking about worshiping in the spirit it's a whole nother level and you know what gets me what gets me is that a, a lot of people will come to church seeking deliverance seeking something different in life than what they're accustomed to tired of living in sin tired of uh of everything that they're doing that's a dead works those works that you've done before you come to god the works that you've done are contrary to the word of god Hallelujah, doing all that sort of stuff. But I'm here to tell you today that once you get into the spirit, that stuff doesn't matter. And you, you'll like that feeling. You love that feeling. You love the purity of it. And you won't want to go back to the other things of the world. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a struggle. But once you get into the spirit, Holy Ghost fills you with 
fills you up and you start speaking in tongues as the spirit of God gives the utterance, that will be a whole nother situation, my friend, in the spirit. Hallelujah. Now, that's just a little brief, uh, uh, brief um, explanation on worshiping in the spirit. Hallelujah. But truth, they that worship him, the true worshipers shall worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. What is the truth? Well, the truth is God's word. It's not what I think it says. It's not misinterpreted. It's line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. It's reading the word of God and believing it as it is and making a change in your life to be in truth. Hallelujah. If it, it, you know, there's an old saying, I haven't heard too many people say that in, uh, say this saying anymore. And the saying goes, amen. There's a saying that goes on today. I don't know what happened. We had a hiccup here in the system. So this might sound duplicated, but that's all right. There, There's a saying in society, or it used to be a saying, hallelujah, in the church. And I don't hear, I mean it in the church, and I don't hear a lot of people saying it anymore. But it goes like this. If God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. But you know, since God wrote had holy men of God that was inspired, hallelujah, by the Holy Ghost to write the Bible. Those are God's words written in the Bible. Yeah, man wrote them. Wrote them. He, a man, men penned them, but they were holy men. Hallelujah. These men was devoted, renowned. Hallelujah. Just dedicated to God and to the purpose of God. Hallelujah. So, they penned the words of God, hallelujah, as God spoke the word to them. They wrote it down, amen. So that makes it the word of God in written form. So we do have the word of God today in written form. And some men even recorded the events that took place in the Bible, hallelujah. Uh, it's sort of like a historian fact, if you would, but they were eyewitnesses. And we all know what an eyewitness is. Amen. And we may be talking about that a little bit later in this message for you. I'm talking to some people that want to change the way they've been living. I'm talking about some people that to some people that want a real experience in God, in the spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, and I'm talking to the jury of God's people. All right. Well, let's get to the text today. Hallelujah. We're going to be reading from the book of John, chapter 20. Man, this came to me yesterday uh, before church service. Amen. And I read it. I was like, wow, this is this is fantabulous. I, I received a text message from my cousin encouraging me uh, for to, for yesterday's service. And amen. Uh, it was good. She just, you know, was praising God in the text message and and uh, acknowledging the fact that his resurrection Sunday was yesterday. So before I went to the house of God to worship and to praise, hallelujah, and minister in the house of God, I decided to uh, crack open the Bible. And, and and But before I did that, I texted a cousin back and I said, you know what? John chapter 20 is fantabulous right about now to read. And it just popped in my head. 
But she texted me back and she said, all February, her pastor had been going over that with her church. Hallelujah. Well, John chapter 20 is power packed, power packed and very appropriate for this time of year. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So let us read. I'm not going to take you through the whole chapter of John 20. No, I'm not going to do that. But we're only going to read a first uh, about the first 10 and five uh, verses of the book <clears throat> of John. And uh, uh, I hope you got your Bible. I always try to encourage you to bring your Bibles with you when you come to uh, into his word.com or stay dot into his word.com. Oh, and while I'm here, don't forget, do not forget to click on our affiliate link with Christian book distributors so that you, my friend, you can take full advantage of the discounts that are affordable to you at Christian book distributors. So click on the affiliate link in my, in the show notes and it'll shoot you right over there and uh, you'll help our ministry out greatly. We do appreciate that. Amen. So now that you have your Bibles in hand, let us go to John chapter 20. Amen. Now, let me find it in my Bible. Got it. Now, while we're here at John chapter 20, may the Lord bless the reading and the reader and the listener to his word. Amen. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher and see it that the stone was taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved. Everybody says, whom Jesus loved. Amen. And saith unto them, they have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and the other disciple, say the other disciple, everybody say it, the other disciple said, come to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. Sepulcher, sorry. Uh, and he and he stooping down and looking in saw the linen clothes lying. Yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher and see the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about the about his head not laying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. I'm on verse eight for those of you who may get, okay, you can put your Bibles down. Hallelujah. I know we're not in the church, but let's pretend we're in the building. So now you can put your Bibles down. You may be seated. Hallelujah. And I will continue to read as you just listen in. Amen. All right. So verse eight, then went, in also the other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. When the disciples went away again into their own home, but Mary stood without the sepulcher, weeping as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. And she seeth two angels in white sitting the one on the head and the other on the foot. Praise God. Where the body of Jesus had lain. 
And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said this, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Lord, bless the hearer of this word. Hallelujah. Bless the lips, Lord. Bless my lips, Lord. Bless my heart and my mind. Take this world, Lord, and turn it upside down with your gospel. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. And everyone that's listening says amen. Hallelujah. Well, what we have here in the book of John, we have a situation where we could see the development of certain cultures that's in churches today. Hallelujah. Some churches that you see here that Mary Magdalene, she ran early in the morning. How often do you get up early in the morning and you run to a place of prayer or you just roll over out the sack and say, hallelujah, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Or even in your mind, you say, thank you, God, for waking me up. First thing in the morning. Hallelujah. This was very important to Mary Magdalene. She got to, She had to see God for herself. She had to get a hold of God. Because remember, Mary Magdalene was a sick person. She had demons cast out of her. Hallelujah. So she had to go and see her deliverer. And when you get delivered, you got to go to the house of God to see your deliverer. Hallelujah, to get a one-on-one relationship with your deliverer, to continually have praise and worship toward your deliverer, the one who delivered you, the one who saved you, the one who broke the chains of bondage from from you. Hallelujah, and that's the reason why, why Mary Magdalene ran over there. She had to have that kind of situation going on in her spirit, in her soul, in her mind. But notice she went early in the morning. Hallelujah. Some churches today on this particular, well, on yesterday, which was Easter Sunday. Hallelujah. They have what they known as a sunrise service. And when you have that sunrise service, they rise up early in the morning and they make it their first business. Hallelujah. To get to the house of God. Hallelujah. Perhaps that's where the idea came from because on sunrise, hallelujah, they went, Mary Magdalene went to hallelujah and she wept, but she rose early in the morning and she had to go to the place where Jesus was laid, where God was put at the very, very uh, last time that she heard of. This is the place where God is and I got to be next to my Lord and Savior, a sunrise service. Hallelujah. She had her own sunrise service and I guarantee you, my friend, if you guarantee you, my friend, I'm sorry, had another hiccup. I guarantee you, my friend, if you have your own individual sunrise service, hallelujah, Jesus Christ will come in and sup with you and hallelujah. And you could sup with him. Hallelujah. Cause he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man sup with me, I'll come on in and I'll sup with him. Hallelujah. It's time to make another plate at the table because you won't be eating alone. Hallelujah. You got to have Jesus right there at the plate. You got to be next to Jesus. And this is where Mary Magdalene was. She was in a place in her life where she just had to be next to her Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Then you read a little bit further and the disciple, the other disciple whom Jesus loved. Hallelujah. He had to be told, but Mary Magdalene told Peter first, and this maybe they were hanging out, Peter and the other disciple who whom Jesus loved. Not to say that Jesus doesn't love everybody, but there's a particular reason why they in 
put the emphasis on this. The hallelujah, the writer said, which Jesus loved because Jesus had a special part. Hallelujah. This disciple had a special love. And perhaps Mary Magdalene knew this. Hallelujah. So she had to go to the place where Peter and the other disciple was because it was so important that they get the news hallelujah what had happened to our lord and savior hallelujah so she's uh, he's not there he's not there he's not there hallelujah so nevertheless uh, peter and the other disciple they had to go and see for themselves hallelujah had to go see what was going on for themselves hallelujah so as they went running because this is so important we got to run we got to get there fast hallelujah they was having a sprint to the sepulcher to see who can get there first but i'm telling you when you're hungry and you're thirsting and you want to see the uh, the king of kings and the lord of lords hallelujah and you want to see what's going on hallelujah the stone was rolled away and mary magdalene knew something was up hallelujah so and she, maybe she thought somebody stole him maybe she maybe this may be some wild animals got in there. But anyway, nevertheless, uh, hallelujah. I know grizzly bears, they're pretty strong. But never, I don't think they had grizzly bears over there. But anyway, nevertheless, uh, the other disciples had to go see what was going on. Maybe the Romans took the body out because uh, that stone was rolled away, according to the report of Mary Magdalene. So as the other two disciples, Peter and the other disciple ran over there to the sepulcher when you're hungry and you really really want to see something you can run as fast as you can and the bible tells us that the other disciple whom jesus loved outran uh peter hallelujah that guy must have been a track star the jesse owens if you will <laughs> the jesse owens of the day hallelujah he outran peter and let me tell you Peter was a busy man. Hallelujah. Peter had a relationship. He knew Jesus. But this other one, hallelujah, his his intensity to get there, to see what happened to his Lord and Savior was so intense. Hallelujah. That he just had to take it to a whole nother level. He had to turn into the flash, if you would. Hallelujah. He outran Peter because this is whom Jesus loved. So obviously this disciple loved Jesus also with a really intense love. Hallelujah. He outran Peter and he, hallelujah, having these hiccups here in the system. But as he got there to the sepulcher, hallelujah, he didn't want to go all the way and he stopped at the door. There was a little nervous, a little apprehension there. Oh, I'm not sure if I really want to go in and see the Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. He was bruised. He was beaten. He was spit upon. They poked him in the side with the spear, had a thorn, a, a, a crown of thorns upon his head. Hallelujah. He was marred beyond any man had ever been. Hallelujah. He was mistreated. He was beaten. Hallelujah. He just wasn't the same Jesus that I had a, a physical contact and communication with. And this other disciple's name was John. Hallelujah. And John was special to Jesus. Hallelujah. He was the other disciple that outran Peter. Praise God. So while John is sitting there at the door pondering, you know, how many of you have gone to a uh, 
to a mortuary or to a funeral home or to a funeral. There's apprehension on looking at the deceased loved one. There's apprehension of looking at that person, nervousness, scared. How are you going to react? All these things are being rehearsed through your mind, through your body, through your soul. Hallelujah. You may even have little beads of sweat develop on your head, but hallelujah, there is a situation that takes place in your life and you don't really know what's going on inside of you and how are you going to handle it so you try to man up or woman up or just toughen up and be the best that you can be in this situation you don't want to break down in front of anybody you don't want to see something hallelujah you just want to remember the person as you last saw them when they were walking the face of the earth and you don't want to see him in a dilapidated, worn out, beat up situation hallelujah so he waited at the door and why Peter <clears throat> Peter walked in said, he's gone. He's not here. Hallelujah. Everything is gone. The, the, the linen that they, that the, uh, the, the sheets or whatever it was, they, they covered him up, but they're here. Hallelujah. And the napkin that they put on, on his bed, they're on the other side. Praise God. Hallelujah. The other disciple must have loved Jesus so much that when he heard this, he was perplexed in his mind. How many times are you perplexed in your mind when you think there's no hope? Hallelujah. Or when you think there is a hope? Hallelujah. And some joy starts entering into your life. Hallelujah. Because here we have heard so many times in this dispensation, in this period of time in which God deals with man according to his judgment. Hallelujah. So in this period of time of grace, that we're living in with God. We've heard the story how Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Hallelujah. So we know that we have a hope, but they didn't know that they had a hope. All they can do is say, what's going on? Hallelujah. But we have an eyewitness. Hallelujah. And you, the jury, you, the listener, you are the jury. You're going to have to have an eyewitness, hallelujah, the disciple, he saw and he believed that Jesus Christ had rose from the dead when he said in three days, I'll raise this temple back up. Then that revelation came to John, hallelujah, the disciple, the other disciple that had such an intense love for Jesus. He ran, he ran faster than Peter to get to the sepulcher, but because of his nervousness, he could not be the first one to enter in, hallelujah. Sometimes we get first to the door of the church. Sometimes we get first to the altar. Hallelujah. And we're at the altar. We're at the doors of the church. And we're waiting for somebody else to hit the knees at the altar so we can pray for them. Or we're waiting for somebody to come through the house of God through the front door so we can welcome them. But we got there first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John, he believed the words where Jesus said, and three days later, I'm going to lift the temple up. I'm going to rebuild this temple. And he did. He's an eyewitness. Today, since you believe the word of God, and since you've heard the word of God, hallelujah, in your ear while you're at work, while you're at rest, while you're at play, while you're driving down the street, while you're working in your car, hallelujah, while you're, while you're working in the yard, whatever it is that you're doing, you have today in your ear, you have heard the word of God. 
Hallelujah. I'm telling you, he was an eyewitness. And today, hallelujah, since, since you're a believer, hallelujah. And the thing about the jury is this, since you are the jury, I'm speaking to the jury today. The evidence has been presented to you. Hallelujah. The evidence that Jesus Christ, the written evidence has been presented to you today the listener. Hallelujah. And we have an eyewitness because you are the jury. And the eyewitness said, I saw, I saw the tomb is empty. He's not there. Hallelujah. But it's not only one eyewitness. We have another eyewitness, that lady. There's two other ones. Peter, he saw that the tomb was empty and the Lord was God. We have Mary Magdalene and she went to weeping and she said unto them, because they have taken away my Lord and I know not where they have laid him. She, th- she still thought he was deceased. Hallelujah. But he had left on his own will in the spirit. Hallelujah. Because remember John four twenty four. God is a spirit and them that worship him must worship him in what spirit and in truth. And here's a quick Bible study that spirit entered into Mary and that spirit came out. Jesus Christ to manifest in flesh. Hallelujah. The spirit made flesh and dwelt among us. Hallelujah. Or dwelt among them and they beheld his glory. Hallelujah. They saw the spirit manifested in the flesh. In other words, that spirit became flesh for you and for me. Hallelujah. To be a witness. Hallelujah. Of the things that he could do, the things that he have said would come true. Hallelujah. So as Mary Magdalene is weeping, oh, my Lord, oh, my God, they have taken him. Hallelujah. My only hope. Hallelujah. The the tomb, the stone was rolled away. Something's happened. Hallelujah. To the man that delivered me, to the man that set me free from the bondage of the adversary. Here I'm talking to you today, my friends. Hallelujah. There's Mary Magdalene. Hallelujah. She's there to help you, friend. She's there. She's there to help you, to let you know that if it happened to her, it could happen to you. And that's why these words are written in the Bible. Hallelujah. They're written for an example for us to know that if you're bound, you can be loosed. Hallelujah. Somebody wrote a book, says, woman, thou art loosed. Mary Magdalene, hallelujah. She had devils, hallelujah, in her, but she was loosed. Every pain, every sorrow, if you put a name on the adversary, hallelujah, on each one of those adversaries, hallelujah, there was more than one. She was delivered, hallelujah. It didn't matter how many. Because Jesus is a deliverer. What's your problem? What's your addiction? Hallelujah. What are you addicted to? What are you afraid of? How come you're not going to church? What's wrong with you? How come you haven't repented of your sins? It's the adversary. The Bible says your adversary, the devil. Hallelujah. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, as I said before in another message, we all have our adversary, but we have to learn how to overcome our adversary, how to defeat that adversary. 
Hallelujah. And that's by submitting yourself to God and resisting the devil and he'll flee from you. Hallelujah. So now that we've got the eyewitness, we have Mary Magdalene, we have Peter, you, the jury, you have to decide whether or not this story is true. And I'm here to tell you today that this story is true because we have a eye, three eyewitnesses report at this point. We can get more later, but at this point in the story, we have three eyewitnesses that the tomb was empty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But now we're going to have even a more eyewitness. Hallelujah. When Mary Magdalene, hallelujah, she was talking and she turned around and started talking to Jesus, but she didn't recognize who he was because he had been glorified. Hallelujah. He was, she thought she was talking to the gardener. Hallelujah. But Jesus looked different. He said, you don't even know who you're talking to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's see if I can find that. And when she had thus said, and turned herself back. She saw Jesus standing, knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus, then he talked back to her, and he said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if you have borne him, born seen hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and he will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary, she turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Hallelujah. See, she knew his voice. Hallelujah. If you want a God's, you'll know his voice. Hallelujah. His voice could be speaking to you right now through this word. Hallelujah. His voice can be speaking to you when you open the book and you read it. She knew his voice. Let, let somebody, let Jesus do a miracle in your life. Let you get caught up in the spirit, as we said earlier. Hallelujah. Where you're just in that secret place with God and nobody else can mess with you and can take you out of there until he's finished with you. Hallelujah. You're going to recognize the voice. So you, the jury, you got to decide if this story is true. Hallelujah. You got to decide if you should follow this story. You got to cast the vote in your heart and in your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say follow. I say follow. I say follow. Hallelujah. Follow the word because you, the jury, you know, we have witnesses and we got to believe the witnesses report. That's what the jury does. If you ever sit on the jury bench, hallelujah, or if you as a juror, I should say elected to follow through the trial, you get all the evidence piled up. Hallelujah. And you go and deliberate and you come out, whether it's true that they're innocent or whether it's false or whether it's true it did happen, excuse me, or whether it's false and it didn't happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whew. There's more. There's more. But I've been here a little longer than usual. I don't apologize for it. It was on my heart. It's my soul. It hit me like a ton of bricks yesterday, and I just had to get out here and share it with you. Hallelujah. It's the word of God by inspiration. Amen. It's quick and powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Another hiccup. Sorry. I don't know what's going on with this system, but it's the word of God. Hallelujah. Another hic another, Another word of God for you today. So I encourage you, friend, if you don't have a church, get in touch with me via email. My L-O-V-A-T 
T.com. I'll leave it in the description show notes for you. Don't forget to visit us frequently. Lock us in so you don't miss the next message because this word is quick and powerful. It's powerful. God's word is alive and it's alive forevermore. If you get this word inside of you, you can have zeal for God. You can be on fire for God. He says, my minister shall be a flame of fire. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm excited about God's word. Praise God. I don't always sound it, but man, I'm excited. It's like fire shut up in my bones. That's what Jeremiah said. Mm, And you got to get it out. It's good. It's good. Amen. Well, let us pray. Dear Lord and Savior, thank you for the deliverance of this word today. Lord, I ask you that you touch the hearts and the minds and the souls of those that are listening to this word, God. Help them share this message with a friend, relative, loved one. Meditate on it. Listen, because the jury, hallelujah, they have to make the decision and then follow that decision. Whether this word be true, then they got to follow it, Lord, or whether it be false. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So we'll see you next time. Come back again at intohisword.com. That's I-N-N-T-O, hisword.com, all one word. You can always find us at stay.intohisword.com. And don't forget to click on that affiliate link for Christian book distributors. Always have some kind of discount, free shipping, discount on Bibles, discount on church materials, discounts on this, that, and the other. Visit, make a purchase, help us out. God bless. Until we meet again, God be with you.